WDBM East Lansing. Welcome to Happy Hour. It's Thursday. My name is Brock, and it's a uh, it's a happy hour record, I think. We officially have more people in the studio than are actually listening to the program. Uh, my name is Brock, once again, and uh, I normally I go around the panel and I introduce everybody, but this is a kind of a weird instance because there's a lot of people in here. There's a couple of people that don't particularly want to talk on the air, so we won't uh, necessarily mention them. It's kind of like a uh, significant other special show. Uh, Dr. Kilometer, Eric Marzak. For the record, I count as two people because I'm so fat. <laughs> Dude, I swear to God, I was going to say the same thing, and I'm glad you said it Did, first. Is, is that with a, was that with a PH or with an actual F? Both. He neither. All right. <laughs> Let's get Russell Simmons on phone. Wow. Okay. Uh, and so over in that corner, who said she's not going to talk, but we know she will because she has a huge mouth. Jen, over there. Uh, significant other of uh, Pat. Meredith in the corner, who says is absolutely refusing to say anything, but she'll take pictures all day long. John Fournier rejoins us after a long hiatus of not really doing anything. Yeah, I, uh, I've been watching a lot of The Office lately, and I noticed that it was seven, so I put my pants back on and decided to come in just for you. You didn't have to put your pants back on to come in here. Another, uh, another uh, former panel member back in action, Sean, hasn't been with us in a while. Good evening. How are you? Doing well. Fantastic! Did you do? Did you try to say that uh, in the uh, Bella Lugosi style on purpose? Or? Yes, that was kind of like the haunted mansion. Oh, I'm, I'm still haunted. working on it. Oh, I can do better. Good evening. <laughs> okay. See now, now I'm a, I'm a little roused. I have to be honest. <laughs> Pat, I'm back from the world tour. Back from the world tour. Uh, Jeremy also in the studio. Hello. His significant other, who says she's not going to talk much, but we know she will. Can we say your name? Sure. Amber. <laughs> She's very serious. And surprisingly, uh, if you listened last week, um, which probably 90% of the people listened to the show last week are in the studio, uh, you remembered that we had our job shadower Mitchell from St. John's High School, and he's back. Yes, I am. Did they fail you and you had to come back and do it again or what? Uh, not exactly. I just forgot my paperwork last time. <laughs> so uh, I kind of, we kind of talked about it briefly, but I was just kind of asking you how many... Uh, how many of the ladies found you um, exponentially more attractive after they heard you on the radio? Too many to count. Oh, come on. Oh, it's... No, I don't know. A couple of girls were like, hey, you're on the radio. And I said, don't talk to me. Oh, yeah. Were, were Happy those... hour, it's like Spanish fly. It is. Oh, were those the uh, the pregnant girls you were talking about? <laughs> oh, no. I, I don't know. I'd stay, stay away from them. I don't Keep your ego in check, young man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't want you getting too... Uh, Overinflated uh, just from being on happy hour That's here. That's right. So uh, what's, what's next? Wow. Well, we're glad to have everybody back, Mitchell. You're, you know, we uh, we like having our high school correspondent as much as uh, anybody. It keeps me in in touch with the chicks that age. Different perspective. Uh, <laughs> They're still skinny, so you still like them. Sweet. And you know, we, we actually, uh, it's true. Uh, we had an incident at, that I read about. Actually, this is funny. Um, we always tease all MSU every once in a while, but um, I always find it amusing just to read the message boards because there's like a loyal community. We got in trouble for giving uh, giving Brandon a hard time, even though we were just lovingly giving him a hard time. And I was amazed at the all MSU population that ran to his uh, ran to his guard because we were giving him a hard time on the air. But then. I was uh, perusing the message boards the other day because I usually find it amusing, and uh, there was a title of something like OMG Brock or All MSU or something, and it was one of the people, um, I, and I don't know anybody on All MSU besides Brandon, and they said that uh, apparently I was at Paul Revere's and uh, I was talking about text me TV and stuff. Of course, I wasn't at Paul Revere's or anything, so I was like, no, it wasn't me. And then you came in here, and apparently it was Doctor Kilometer that was at. Uh, <laughs> And, yeah. and he was noticed just from his voice, just by the way. Just from my voice. It was weird. I went to go in to order a drink or go to the bathroom or something, and uh, this this lady, girl, she blocked my way. And she was just like, hey, hey, are you on the Brock show? I'm like, uh, yeah. She's like, oh, you're Dr. Kilometer, aren't you? <laughs> and I said, yeah. And that's really weird that you know that. Uh, and, and then I pointed to you know the other members of the panel that are... That were at the bar with me, and uh, was she was she disappointed that I wasn't there? Um, I would say that she should have been. Oh, <laughs> she was she was a cute girl. Hey, what's was up? It? <laughs> it's, it's like you and Bobcat Goldthwait, the two people where you can nail the voice yeah. right away. Are you Doctor Kilometer? That must have <laughs> been one of your that? proudest moments in your entire life. 
Well, I had to pee. I wasn't really thinking about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, well, that uh, it proves you're, uh, you're becoming famous. And uh, speaking of other uh, former panel members, talk to the Reverend Craig Terrell. Nice. Uh, <laughs> and he is in uh, Laramie, Wyoming, with his new job and absolutely loving it. And supposedly... Um, he's supposed to be on and talking with us uh, during the show this evening. So cool. hopefully we'll, we will hear from the adventures. Can you imagine uh, the Reverend Craig Terrell driving by himself from here to Wyoming? Yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, well, I figure stuff... some sort of speed-type substance was involved. No, I'm just saying the kind of stuff that happens to that poor kid on a daily basis, uh, and then you put him in a car and uh, have him drive like 2,000 miles. I would have liked to see a videotape of it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you should have made a, you imagine like a docudrama sing- comedy out of it. You imagine him singing at the top of his lungs in his car by himself and people driving by and looking at him. His uh, face is weird regularly. I can't imagine <laughs> what it would be like if he was contorted singing. Oh, the Reverend Craig Terrell. But I love the Reverend Craig. What's up? Yeah, well, hopefully uh, uh, we'll be uh, talking to him soon. Usually uh, at this point of the show, it's ask what everybody did over the weekend. Memorial Day weekend, a big weekend. Uh, it doesn't seem like it was last weekend, but it was. I didn't do anything. Uh, did anybody do anything Memorial Day weekend? Did anybody, like, travel or go up north or anything? Jen we- and I went to Toronto, and it was great. Yeah. I guess that counts as up north. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. We ate ribs and drank a lot of coffee, ate cheesecake and uh, Indian food, and uh, walked around and spent money and shopped. It was pretty great. Did I bought a- Dude, card. okay. Uh, but I bought a cool jacket. Oh, my God. <laughs> cool. Jen, we have to ask. Uh is it is this just a front? Like is is you and you and him just a front? You took him shopping, eating cheesecake. He bought a nice jacket. Have you looked he, at me? I love cheesecake. <laughs> okay. So anyway, uh, anybody else? And do it, it was good cheesecake. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, four three two three eight nine three. If you'd like to add your input, or of course, impact happy hour. It is. Or tell sh- me your best cheesecake recipe or tell us if there's a wendy's in perry there's not a wendy's in perry the only wendy's there might be is off the 96 exit in weberville 69 no it it is not 69 (laughs) i'm from perry damn it i know there is no wendy's there would be a lot of truckers pulling into that joint and they would be very disappointed that it was a fast food place oh boy yeah we used to have the moon spa in perry Nice. That sounds kinky. Oh, uh-huh. yes, it was. Uh, so anyway. Was that a place that possibly George Michael would have hung out if he were around? No. Oh, okay. uh, no, not quite. What uh, about David Hyde Pierce? <laughs> you know, I was actually contemplating putting that on the news because it's such not news, and yet it was on CNN. It was like David Hyde Pierce came out. Yeah. Ooh, big deal. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad that you brought it up in the fact that I was resolute that I wasn't going to bring it up, so I'm it came sorry, up anyway. Brian. Thanks, uh, thanks for that, Dr. Kilometer. What'd you do, uh, high school, Mitchell? <laughs> Hung out with some friends, a couple nights. Come on, you got to do better than that. Come on, dude. I don't know. We, I don't know. We. Okay, listen. If we, I guess we. I, we yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> I, don't know. I guess it was, that's, that's the sweet spot. Um, yeah. Around two a.m., we were bored, so we uh, went to our buddy's house and got on his roof, and because he had to go to work at like four a.m., so we got on his roof and. What high schooler goes to work at four a.m.? Uh, he works at Beaners. He's, oh. I guess, okay. I guess he, he's a, he's probably lying or something. But <laughs> but we he has a, like a house and we I don't know we made some we climbed up his house and our yeah and just there's a big window you can see down in his house and he was sleeping on the couch and we were just banging on the window and it was pretty funny. Hey uh, Mitchell, uh, for your future, <laughs> wow. um, when you uh, when you look into careers, don't look into storytelling or public speaking. I'm just going to go. Oh, yeah. uh, no yeah. wow. See, when I was in high school, I, things involved like nights like that involved nitrous tanks that we stole from race cars. <laughs> oh, hobo stabbing. Yeah, hobo stabbing. Fantastic <laughs> things. I, I think you guys... we should have uh, Brock teaches the youth of America. Oh. You should get him into situations that you got in in high oh. school and see how you know today's youth would deal with that. No, what's even better is my super duper uber redneck brother used to do way cooler things than I did. Uh, and uh, you know those. Here's a fantastic story um, that doesn't necessarily involve my brother, but here's an example. You know, out in the boonies, or especially around in Michigan, how kids, you know, during the winter they stand in those things next to their driveways where they uh, stay warm out of the uh, weather. The you guys know what I'm, yeah, the little teeny houses. What's that? To wait for, like, the school wait bus. for the school bus. Yeah, you know oh, what I'm okay. talking about? Yeah, yeah. Apparently one night um, a dead deer found its way into one of those uh, standing up uh, on multiple occasions. 
Uh, and it was pretty funny. So, never mind. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Only in Paris. Great story, Brock. Yeah, so I guess I'm not going to be a storyteller either. <sighs> so, anyway, I didn't do anything over Memorial Day weekend. Um, I was curious to see if anybody... Last year, I went up to uh, Houghton Lake, and there was, it was dead. I was curious to see if the uh, gas prices actually affected the uh, travel. It was expensive in Canada. Yeah, I know they have Really expensive. They have? Yeah. I mean, I drive a big gas-guzzling imperialistic SUV Land that Rover. I'm dying to get rid of it. So, that I'm dying to get rid of it. I also speak good grammar. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, I mean, we actually have to decide what car we're driving, where, Dude, and when. motorcycles, I'm telling you. I have a huge bike, and it still gets like 50 miles to the gallon. Oh, they're not donor cycles. That's why you get a nice bike. Just don't get one of the lame little crotch rockets. Uh, she's... I think she's saying no over there. <laughs> thumbs down. Boo. So uh, we also kind of, uh, we were talking about a couple things last week, and we made a joke about Lindsay Lohan and uh, her doing Georgia Rule so she could get more blow. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, like 24 hours later, she was busted for a, a DUI where she, this is what I love about Hollywood. She ran from the scene of the accident. She crashed her car and had her bodyguard or somebody take her to the hospital before the even cops even showed up. That's I, okay. You're gonna run from the cops, but before you run from the cops, don't you think you want to take all the blow out of your car before they show up to the accident scene? I mean, I, anyway, she was uh, she was re uh, reentered rehab for a uh, a alcohol and oxycontin addiction. Oh, that's oh. a good one. Hillbilly heroin. Mm-hmm. We haven't uh, we haven't heard from the OC in a while. Yeah, so. yeah, that's good news. Yeah, it's 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 great news. Lindsay, Lindsay, Lilo, I wish you luck, girl. Put your hair back to red. It looks better. Uh, yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, a couple things, uh, other things to mention. Uh, for Impact, I remember this band. I saw this headline, and I remembered this band. I don't really play it on the Impact very often anymore, but remember the band Mest from Chicago? Yes. The uh, the lead singer apparently, allegedly killed somebody uh, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> apparently, uh, he... Uh, uh, yes, we should laugh about yeah, that. Yeah, this is what I learned via mydeathspace.com, by the way, so if you're ever interested in uh, the, the morbid... Uh, my spaces of those who have passed on. It's a good time. Apparently, he, uh, his ex-girlfriend started dating some other dude, and he was a little upset about the band breaking up earlier this year, so he uh, allegedly stabbed some dude to death. So, uh, good let's way ho- to get out the aggression, you know? So I'm going to start uh, I gotta start being nicer to Donnie, because uh, things like that could happen in twos or threes. You guys don't get it. Never mind. So a couple things to uh, a couple things to gripe about. I I've noticed this in Michigan for a long time, and it doesn't make any sense to me. And especially, I really start noticing it when you're riding motorcycle everywhere. Why? Can someone explain to me the theory behind putting loose gravel on roads to fix them? Oh man, no, I can't. <laughs> but I have Sorry. never had a pebble crack my windshield in my entire adult life. In Two weeks time, I had two pebbles crack my windshield on my truck. I, I, I are they are they dumping stuff with like tar so it meshes together? I don't understand. Like they just dump loose gravel. Oh, it'll just fill up all the cracks, and then the rest will go in your car and windshield. And it seems like the mo- most ridiculous idea on the face of the planet. Why don't they just tar over the roads? And they're not even fruity. Everything everything in Michigan when it comes to roads seems to be done halfway. John Fournier has an answer. They don't actually dump it on the roads in the springtime and the summer. They dump the gravel on the roads in the winter because the salt is really ineffective as an ice melter and traction grabber, and it's bad for the environment. So they put gravel down, and when it melts, it it's laying in pockets and stuff on the road. When the gravel melts? But that's I don't a, understand that's because a viable theory. they don't come up with the loose gravel signs or only on certain roads, and they I know they spray that stuff on roads during the spring. I know they do because I've seen them do it. I will fight you, John Fournier, because I am right. It's budget cuts. <laughs> Fantastic. What else grinds your gears, Brock? What else grinds my gears? <clears throat> Actually, this doesn't really grind my gears, but I just had a question. Uh, I have a question about gym etiquette. How many people here, uh, show hands, use, utilize a gym on a fairly regular basis? Wow. Nice. Show bellies. Wow. If we had cricket sound effects right now, it'd be, uh, we need to get on that, Chad. Uh, I like to have dreams about going to the gym. Yeah, uh, while you're also dreaming about cheesecake and uh, Perez Hilton and, and other fantastic My shopping. My dream mind Both is a multitasker. <laughs> Just imagine you're running on a treadmill, cheesecakes flying around in the air. Oh, that'd be such a great dream, dude. That'd be a great movie. The uh, inside, it's like uh, what was that movie? Being John Malkovich, being Doctor Kilometer. Cheesecakes Bluetooth, and you would as well. <laughs> you wouldn't want it. It'd be, it'd be too great. 
rated triple X. Uh, maybe double. No, I wanted. I, I was curious to get your guys' opinion. Um, and as as to the, I, I frequent the gym fairly often, believe it or not. And uh, what do you guys think? If I know some of you have gone to the gym before, so you might have an idea. <laughs> gym etiquette is a, a couple of questions. If you see somebody doing something that will that will hurt themselves, should you stop the person or telling that telling them that they're doing it incorrectly? Mm. You mean like I bad form or don't know how to use a machine? Both. It's really more appropriate to watch them as they injure themselves <laughs> and then laugh about it. Well, here's the thing. Like, there uh, at the gym that I go to, there's dudes that like to pretend that they are... You, you can lift how much weight, whatever. But if you're doing things like deadlifts and squats and you're not doing it right, all it's going to take is, like, one little wrong move and your back is screwed for the rest of your life. So should you, even though the guys are purposely trying to, like, scream and be as loud as possible and be like... So you got to go work out, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, like, well, see, so you said something and you weren't... I couldn't help myself. <laughs> should you tell them that, that they're doing it incorrectly and be that guy? If you can find the right way to do it. Yeah, but what guy's going to listen to a girl? Come up to a woman, tell them. Every guy at the yeah, gym exactly. is going to listen to a girl. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, I noticed you're doing your squats incorrectly. Uh, <laughs> which means you were looking. Yeah. We're also joined in the studio to make it even more ridiculous uh, by Ian Thrasher Walker. What's up? And uh, Fixer Phil joined us for uh, another edition. I was, at, I was too busy with a bowl of ice cream to come on time. <laughs> Wow, I'm glad that's, that we mean that, that much to you. I'll give you a written excuse. That's absolutely My excuse isn't as good. I was walking around holding for 20 He's been minutes. locked outside the building for the last 25 minutes. It, uh, yeah. It's, uh, we, uh, we, we usually have ways to let people in, but apparently this summer the uh, doors don't seem to unlock like they're supposed to. So uh, it's Budget cuts. It's budget cuts is what it is. <laughs> they're going to start putting gravel for doors next week. Here's a serious question, though, about gym etiquette. Um, there... I've noticed a lot more lately on uh, at the gym people who are obviously specifically girls, though it's not necessarily always girls because it's totally sexist. But girls like running for like two. I'll be in the gym for an hour and a half, and there will be a girl on the on like the elliptical or the treadmill for that entire time, and her arms are about as big round as my finger, uh, and is like obviously just out of her mind, anorexic. Should you say something to people like that? <laughs> No, I'm trying. I'm dead serious. I'm wow. dead serious. Man, this is this is eat I, something. I didn't know this turned into an ethical <laughs> dilemma. No, I know this is. I normally on the show, I usually make fun of fat chicks and you know whatever. I do things for laughs that I don't usually mean. But for this, I'm dead serious. I'm curious. Why wouldn't you just like say? Hey, look over there. There's an a ice cream cone, and then while she's looking, just unplug the machine. <laughs> I'm glad that's a that's a viable solution. It is, it is amazing, Doctor Kilometer. The girls are not falling all over themselves to get at you. My logic is sound. What's the problem? See, it's true. I drew a Venn diagram. I, you know what? This is this is exactly. That's the I was. Only way to prove solid logic. Venn I, diagram. That's absolutely correct. I thought about this the whole day in here. I'm like, I'm going to bring this up, and everybody's going to make fun of me for bringing it up. You know so. what? I think. I think. Yeah. I think you should say like. Wow, either you're from Ethiopia or you have anorexia. My, going back to what you were saying about like people like lifting wrong or whatever. Yeah. I, I think how you act varies depending on like are they the guy who's doing it to be like or they just genuinely don't know. If they just genuinely don't know How give can them you a tell? Hand, sure. But what if, are they're you gonna being, do? if they're the guy who's in there like, you know, well, acting you, all hard it's his own Yeah. Well see fault, there's you know? I mean there is a syndrome at the gym you will see fairly often. Uh, it, it's abbreviated. I don't go to the gym, so I don't okay, really know. no, it's, uh, nobody else in here <laughs> does either. Ice cream I do. Of the gym, so, uh, yeah. Well, he does. It's it's uh, it, it's abbreviated FLS. Uh, it's called fake lat syndrome. So when you see guys walking around with their arms that are out like this, and <laughs> I think I'm kidding. You go into a gym and you will see like uh, I, I don't even want to start, but you'll see guys walking around. This is it's radio. Like, yeah, I know, but you guys get it and laugh. So at least one person's laughing, uh, and you know that they're doing things in in order to try to. The thing is, I hate the most about the gym is the fact that there's mirrors everywhere. I yes. wish there was not a yes. single mirror in the Absolutely. gym. Absolutely. How are you going to check I, your technique? I cannot stand when I see, I look over, and I, every, in between every set, guy standing there just... No, they pull the shirt up, and he, he does the yeah. ab thing. Yeah. So annoying. <laughs> you got to know how good you look. Yeah. Oh, I, God. So anyway, I guess uh, my point was stupid, and uh, uh, no one takes it seriously, so... A last word on that. 
with the anorexia thing, I mean, I'm no addiction medicine specialist like Dr. Drew. Right. Who does a far less quality radio show than me. <laughs> um, yeah, this is true. But you got to treat it like an addiction. I mean, if Joe Schmo walked up to you up the street and you were uh, Lindsay Lohan and said, hey, stop doing the cocaine, she's not going to listen to you. Yeah, but I, I think I, I agree with that. But I also think that there's a lot of uh, misconception of if specifically um, – that, that kind of affliction is kind of near and dear to my heart for reasons that I'm not going to broadcast over the air, but it would seem like a lot of people don't quite get it, and it would seem that if, if one person knew what was going on, it would make that much difference if someone being like, oh, maybe, you know, I'm... I think the best way to approach it would be to, like, befriend the person and get to know them and then be like, look, I'm worried about what you're doing to yourself if they are, in fact, doing something. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to take and a little say, bit... That's like, psst. Throwing up doesn't taste good. Oh I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and use a little bit different tactic. I say, stalk the person, <laughs> learn their learn their uh, gym going times, okay, and then just before they're about to get to the gym, get there five minutes early, spread their machine with bacon grease, <laughs> and hopefully they'll absorb some okay. of the nutrients through diffusion. <laughs> it's like the. Uh, it's like sick. the setup to the worst porn uh, ever. Yeah, uh, I wasn't I even going that way. I see you've got some bacon on your treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, for once, any use the handle too. Any complaint letters will, won't be coming and directed towards me. It would be great, and thanks, uh, thanks, Phil, for actually uh, taking it seriously. I don't us. see what's the problem with that technique. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, speaking of uh, chicks, I guess we'll move on. Hey, is it just me, or have I noticed? I, I I've noticed that I've been watching Text Me TV more often as I've been up, and I now that I have like I know uh, those girls. I, I I know those girls. I'm waiting for them to talk about us. Um, John, stop playing with your keys. Uh, I've noticed every single time I turn it on, they're in bikinis now. Every time. It's it, summer. I know, but <laughs> they're in a TV studio. They gotta a, get, maybe they get more messages that way. Girls got to keep cool. See, I think the true question is, why aren't they just naked? Because it's uh, public TV. access. It's not public access. It's, it's public network access. TV. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm going to call it. Are okay. you saying that show does not have the highest production values? Well, yeah. They're my, Here's they're the thing, though. It's terrible. They don't need it. But they're it doesn't awesome. Matter. Exactly. They're awesome. The lower they don't their need production it. costs, the higher their profits. That's right. Can you? I mean, it's brilliant for them to lay around in bikinis, but I, if I came to do this show in, in a thong... It's radio, though. I know, but if we... <laughs> you don't have the visual I think webcam, right? But I think if I told the audience that I was wearing a thong, it would have a very similar effect as to them seeing no, me. No, Gomyo would be all yeah, on. Then, like, then you'd have to be like, oh, I'm wearing a thong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, so I guess I, yeah, you can't do that, I guess. All right. Uh, I was just curious. Uh, super happy news before we get to movies, which we will talk about soon. Uh, I... Almost screamed out, I was so happy today. In the news, CNN.com, they announced Harry Potter theme park opening today. Awesome. Or not opening, but the the announcement. They're they're making it as part of the Islands of Adventure at uh, in Orlando. So cool. It's going to be, you should see the concept art. It's uh, HarryPotterThemePark.com. It is awesome. It was like, at first I thought it'd be, I thought for a while, I'm like, they are nuts for not making a Harry Potter theme park. Crazy. Apparently, they have been for years. So I would go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, they built a whole kingdom around a mouse. So think what they can do with Harry Potter. Yeah. The tagline on the website is "Making kids' dreams come true every day." We should just put "Making Doctor Kilometers <laughs> dreams come true." No, hey, Brock. Brock has got me beat in the Harry Potter fan. That's true. Dumb. Yeah, this looks I, pretty incredible. It's going to be sweet, and it's like two thousand live Harry Potter musical. Oh, <laughs> wizard duels! Oh. Wizard duels, neat. I I just look forward to the ride. Sword fight. Uh-huh, yeah. say. As long as uh, as long as the rides are sweet, uh, I will be uh, I'll be super oh, happy. Oh, there's going to be the Great Hall. Of course, you can actually go in Hogwarts and Hogsmeade and uh, something else. I, I wonder remember. if there's a requirement though for costume, like if you have to show up like in costume. No, but you know what? They had to put on their frequently asked questions page. They had to say that they are not accepting uh, resumes at this time because they got so many requests for people to work there. You know, here's... as you enter, does J.K. Rowling just cackle? And counter money. Yes, like, Here's the thing. Bling, how bling, how bling. do people find out about stuff like this? Honestly, okay. How how do people find out about like like? There's a reality show on Fox now. It's called The Lot. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It's where a bunch of aspiring directors um, go in and they get critiqued. You know, it's like an American Idol, but right. for movie makers. Right. You want to know how they found out about it before the show started? Yeah, and how do people find out about like shows like The Apprentice before Craigslist. they're on? Craigslist. Go to Craigslist, any major city. They have all the casting for all those shows. So, so you think Craigslist was the main conduit for the like, probably you know the people dressing up as Dumbledore and stuff that are going to work at Hogwarts? I think they have casting calls through agencies. They do. Usually. Uh, they have casting calls, but not for reality shows. Reality shows. You know that commercial that uh, uh, Dwayne Wade dunked over uh, Paul Davis? Uh, that was a Craigslist ad that Paul Davis responded to. I think I'm not sure, but that was a Craigslist ad. Hmm. Uh, because I saw it. Um, you'd be surprised. All the reality shows are almost all Craigslist. Neat. I mean, there's probably other methods of getting to them, but a complimentary way of getting to them is all through Craigslist. Neat, 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 neat. So, just and so you know. does them all through their website. Hmm. You can, like, get right on there, and it'll have real-world tryouts. And yeah. Well... Else. Uh, Gomio, apparently cool. also with us, our Japanese correspondent, Gomio, who is in the future. It is Friday where he is. What's up, Gomio? <laughs> he, uh, Amazing. he is a Buddhist priest, um, one of the best uh, band names ever, Buddhist Priest. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> oh, you're so funny. I know. Uh, actually, the Reverend Terrell came up with that. Shut up, John. Uh, Gomio actually has a fantastic MySpace page out now, uh, which you can access from the Happy Hour MySpace. Uh, oh, MySpace.com slash, uh, slash Impact Happy Hour. Uh, I friended him when I get home. Oh, you are, because Gomeo is awesome. Uh, so anyway. Denied. Zings. <laughs> <laughs> Little, Little tears down my face. So um, one last thing. I don't really want to get into this too much. Uh, what do you guys think of the whole... Nice. Uh, what do you guys think of the whole Rosie O'Donnell thing? Uh, she's so irrelevant. It's not even funny. Do you... Um, I didn't see any of the uh, the backlash or anything, but why... Uh, why is it such a big deal if she's going to be quitting anyway? I, like her her contract or whatever. She was supposed to be out in like a month or four yeah. weeks or whatever. Yeah. I love how all like the conservatives and the Republicans are like, "Ma, she's such a wuss. She ran away." I think it's more that Rosie's just kind of crazy. And, yeah, uh, she's crazy, and she just started treating. I don't watch the View, but you know, from <laughs> can tell the truth, Doctor Kilometer. From everything I've read, she just started treating it like it was her own show instead of Barbara Walters hiring her. To be on the show, mm. you know, so whatever. You Rosie O'Donnell, it. go away. Right, you I'm, I'm going to say that that's one issue that has absolutely zero impact on my life all yeah. across the board. It's like, nah. yep. I think people that watch the view might care, but yeah, I'm going to have to double stamp that comment. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was just curious. Uh, it's been in the news, so I thought I'd bring it up. Let's take a uh, jump into movies. Uh, big, uh, one of the biggest summers. Supposedly, they're already talking. This may be, if not the biggest summer for movies ever, as far as actual profits. Um, but certainly in the top three. Uh, I saw a movie that Mitchell also saw. He wasn't at the same movie with me because uh, I would have pulled the popcorn trick on him. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, as an example, uh, Jeremy, explain what you just oh, showed Oh, man. Me. So I was looking on MTV.com, Power of the Internets, and they have a whole casting section, and they just have this huge list of all their different shows you know, that they have in development. And this one I found, Honk If You're Single. You know, you can apply to be on that show. Uh, they're running thin. Yeah. They have the, the very <laughs> first thing. On the top of the application is your photo. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely! Wow. So there, yeah, all sorts it, of ridiculous shows. There's not reality like, ones. Put send a headshot yeah. in a basket. <laughs> Very nice. So, uh, we could so we could give a, a headshot of uh, Doctor Kilometer with him like baking a pie or something. <laughs> Male virgins wanted for reality series. Oh. MTV, wow. <laughs> contributing to the benefit of our society. So anyway, movies. Uh, a number of movies. The weekly box office top five. By the way, very quickly, Pirates of the Caribbean opening weekend was not as big as they had hoped. Uh, even though it was $114.7 million, it uh, apparently fell short. That's total at 153 Shrek the third in second, currently at $217 million. Spider-Man 3 has made $307 million. <laughs> Yeah, that's a lot of money. Wow, good for them. Hey, uh, Bug, uh, this is great. It's uh, the totals: one fifty-three, two seventeen, three oh seven, and in fourth place, Bug with four million dollars, uh, and uh, Waitress uh, at fifth. Uh, what I don't even know what Waitress is. Waitress is a movie with Carrie Russell from Felicity, and she's like okay. a single mother. Ah, uh, okay. It's supposed to be really good. We're giving away. Uh 
prize packs here on the impact for the for that movie. No, oh, very good. Yeah. Way to go, uh, Ian uh, Thrasher Walker. I, I, I share an office with our promotions director. I uh, so, yeah, that, I that's the way it. to know. Uh, I saw Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End last week, um, and as did Mitchell, the uh, the job shadower high school uh, friend of the Impact. Who's notoriously silent today. Yeah, I, I gave him a hard time about public speaking. I think he has Yeah, you heard my feelings, Brock. Uh, He's taking notes. He's studying everybody's. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm trying to fill out this packet of... Okay, paperwork <laughs> later, good radio now. I think anything that he does is probably better radio than anything we're going to do. Uh, so anyway, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Uh, clocks in at almost three hours. I thought it was it was certainly more amusing than the first two. There are some really, really funny really? moments. Yeah. Um, I think it's really cool. The really cool thing is like all the uh, all of the same characters are all like Barbosa and uh, Captain Jack and um, Davy Jones. Everybody's all back in. They kill off a bunch of people. Um, it was. Uh, it's not as good as the first, um, and it's about an hour too long. But it's good. I would recommend. Uh, <laughs> you like it better than that's, the Curse of the Black Pearl. Funny review to convince yeah. people. <laughs> well, I'm not trying to convince people. I'm right. just saying, you know, it's. Here's the thing, though. I, it, at three hours long, um, I, I say that it was too long in that they were trying to do too many things. If they weren't trying to do too many things, it wouldn't have seemed like three That's hours. That's how the second one was. Oh, the yeah. Second the second one, one was way too long. They just forgot to edit the movie. Yeah. They just, you kept on, like, not necessarily that you were on the edge of this, your seat, but they just kept it going, like the fight uh-huh. scenes going and going and going. But this is more for my argument that if you do a movie right, you could easily get away with a three or four hour long movie. Easily. I mean, the Zodiac did it. Uh, Titanic? Zodiac was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Good movies Uh, can go long. It takes a lot to do a really long movie. It takes a lot, like, really, really good writing and really good Well, here's the thing, though. This is my my big argument. The Harry Potter movies could easily be four or five hours long. You've got a book that's seven, eight hundred pages. You've got all these these storylines, all these mini plots, all this stuff. And it's probably more work to edit it down into a two-hour movie than it would be into a four-hour movie. Well, you got all the costs of the CG now, though. Yeah, but Harry, you know you're going to make your money back. You also have to think about your, their target audience for Harry Potter. They're not, I mean, they're shooting for kids, and kids are not going to sit still for three, four hours. I would say yes to that, except mm. that the fans of Harry Potter um, are nuts, like myself, and I would easily sit through a four-hour movie. I probably would, too. Okay, what's... But how many ten-year-olds yeah. do you know are actually going to sit still well, for that? Well, hold on. Let me, let, me, let me redirect on that for a second here. Um, how many ten-year-olds you know that when they get the book, they sit down for a reading of it and they read it in nine hours, like yeah. straight through? You know, what's more arduous as a task: reading a book for nine hours or watching a movie for three and a half? Watching a movie. I would I would say that it's book. I, I would say you're watch movies. Wrong. Kids don't read books. Yeah, <laughs> I, do neither drink. They, they're they're going for a much wider audience with the movies I, than they are with the books too. You need I, to really I mean, I, like they're going for the hardcores, and then they're going for everybody else too. I agree with so, almost everything he said. The one movie that was geared towards kids that did a really good job of three and a half hour movies was the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Here's the thing, though, that was done exceptionally. The last well. movie, Goblet of Fire, PG thirteen, or the Phoenix, PG thirteen. Yeah, I know. Well, the thing is, the reason why those movies make so much money is because they have cross-sectional appeal. Like, kids like them, I like them, you know, 70-year-olds love them, it's cross-sexes, it's cross-ages, I mean, everybody loves those movies. So I don't know if they're gearing it towards a specific audience, but they're just good movies, and they make a ton of money. And they sell a million DVDs. The cultural phenomenon that is Harry Potter doesn't have to do with them being necessarily great movies, I mean... No. If it wasn't Harry Potter, it wouldn't have done a fraction of that business. I mean, Aragon... Whether or not it was a bad movie, it was a semi-popular book, but it wasn't the same thing. I mean, everyone right. knows what Harry Potter is, and whether or not you're going to dress up in a wizardy hat and go buy the book, <laughs> you're going to check out the film. Yeah. I I don't know. I think they could easily, if not make a four-hour-long film, they could easily make two two-hour-long Kill Bill-style uh, Quentin Tarantino and just... I, I, it just doesn't. If you do two movies like that, it's the same movie. You make twice as much money. I mean, I don't know. I uh, I guess I'm. You mean like split each episode into two yeah. movies? Yeah. So you could have that much more content. Because if you think about the Harry Potter books, how much like there isn't a bad side plot in any of those books. No, there isn't. But do you think having two movies with each book would spoil the event that no. is the movie? No. Like because it's a huge premiere, it's a huge deal in the media, it's yes. a huge deal everywhere. I think it might. 
you know, I think it might be, you know, like the the Grindhouse thing where, you know, people were just turned off by the fact that it was two movies. No, I thought it was hysterical. Turned off by it was so rad and no one wanted to give it a chance. That's <laughs> <laughs> such a good movie. I, you know, I, I guess also, we, when a movie is four hours long, they actually do consider the number of screenings that they can get per theater. Yeah, I, and that I understand. it's four hours and they can only get six showings and then... That's the one point that is point, valid. A two hour and 20, they can get 11. I mean, yeah. that's... Just stratospheric profits. I think they should serve beer when a movie reaches over three hours long. Because I remember seeing King Kong with uh, a six on me. You go to the right movie theaters, you get booze. Lots of movie theaters. Aren't there some in the Detroit area that in Novi the movie theater? Imagine movie theater chain. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's uh, the good old Bruin View at the Vic down in Chicago. If you go to uh, you know where you're going to go to the uh, Orlando to uh, Universal Studios in Orlando. When you see the Harry Potter Park, you can go into the movie theaters there. They serve booze there. The uh, AMC Plex in Chicago serves booze at they their movies. They serve booze at Hogwarts? They, yeah, yes, they do. Yes, they do. You can go to Brock's house and watch movies that's, there. That's right. Uh, they, <laughs> Gomeo says they serve uh, beer in movie theaters in Japan. Of course they do. Well, they have. <laughs> you guys have uh, they the... They probably Sorry. have machines, like vending machines yeah, yeah. that dispense movies that go directly to tomorrow. Your they serve yes. beers in theaters. Cats talk to dogs. I know. Japan is so sweet. Uh, anyway. Take uh, me. <laughs> please. So anyway, um, did anybody see... Uh, I, I have not yet seen Spider-Man 3, and I know John Fournier has, and he already talked about it. Uh, everybody else I hear from, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm cutting you down. Everybody else I hear from about Spider-Man Three says it sucks. Yeah, it wasn't that good. Mitchell? No, it wasn't very good, but I liked it. Ian, I, Ian's I, writing. I missed this on air last time when we talked about it, but I heard someone say that the dialogue ranged from comic book cheesy to Lucas love scene, right? Which is and both leaned the same a little to too me. heavy. On the Lucas Love scene direction, <laughs> yeah. which is really accurate, actually. Really. Whereas, I, I, what I liked about the other ones is they stuck with the like '60s Marvel comic book cheesiness, which was cool, but it didn't go into that just poorly written direction, uh, which I thought some of the dialogue in. I'll tell Spider-Man you what killed me about it was that they changed the Green Goblin's little glider thing to like a snowboard. And I was like, that is just, it was so, like, trying to make, like, oh, this guy's sweet, it's let's change extreme. to a snowboard. Yeah. <laughs> I, was watching, I was watching my dad, and my dad was like, that's so lame. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, uh, 432-3893, if you'd like to add your input, or, of course, Impact Happy Hour. It is our screen name via AOL Instant Messenger. One thing that was great about the Pirates movie was the fantastic trailers beforehand, trailers for Transformers, mm. trailers for Live Free or Die Hard, yeah! which looks awesome. The trailer, people were cheering at the trailer. It was, I've seen them online. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. and it's actually, I, the theater, I was confused because supposedly it was supposed to come out July 4th, but at the uh, on the trailer it says it comes out the week before July 4th. Like June twenty sixth. I bet Transformers scared him off. Oh, I'm sure that movie looks really bad, but I'm gonna see it, and I don't know anybody else who says something different. Well, That's you know, exactly you gotta see, gonna you gotta see Die Hard so that you can appreciate the freedom that Jack <laughs> McClane has given you on the Fourth of July. Wow, yeah, because oh, uh, freedom Jack isn't McClane free. It's not John. The John. 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 There's a John. Yeah. John. Come on. What well, I said, you have to leave. His friends call him Jack. Did I say Jim? No, they say Jack. It's kind of like JFK. <laughs> what? It's exactly like JFK, you're right. Jack, John. I'm really confused. Apollo, the country Apollo Apollo Creed. <laughs> Here's you're a, not making any sense anymore. Yeah, I'm confused. I'm just going to go off a different direction. Movies opening uh, this week. A movie that I think uh, Jeremy and his lovely wife would love, uh, just because Kevin Costner is starring in it, Mr. Brooks. The uh, psychological thriller delving into the mind of a successful businessman who happens to be addicted to killing. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that does sound like a good date movie. I hate, how, I hate how Kevin Costner plays the same character in every movie. Yes, because that's very similar to Tim, Tim Cobb. It is. <laughs> it's, it's just Sing. like Bull Durham. Wow. Uh, wow. Got, it actually got pretty that good That co-stars reviews. Dane Cook, right? Yeah. They said, uh, yeah. They said that a, he did pretty well. What a train wreck. Yeah. I, uh, Dane the Cook. preview looked terrible. I, I just, terrible. So is it a movie about George Martin or what? What? Oh. <laughs> George Martin, uh, extremely powerful businessman, aka manager of the Beatles, producer of the Beatles, who no. kills people know. all no. the time. 
Spectre. That's Phil Spectre. Phil Spectre. Yeah. yeah, dude. Phil Spectre. My bad. Wow. <laughs> he was a producer. My bad. Uh, My bad. Yeah, he was a producer. Wall and, of sound, baby. And he wears uh, wigs. He, wow. Okay, anyway. Uh, movies <laughs> opening. Let it be. Opening next week. Uh, Hostel Part 2. Uh, no one's gonna see it. Okay, Ocean's Thirteen. It's a dude fest. That's really opening. John Fournier's got his thumbs up over there. I love dude fests. Really? Uh, <laughs> Ocean's Thirteen. I don't know about that, but I, I think the movie looks good. Uh, it is said to be one of the biggest blockbusters of the summer. Uh, by doubtful. Did you hear the twist? There's, there's. It's not gonna ruin there's the plot. The plot. Oh yeah, the plot is that they're they're trying to you know screw this other guy, and they have to go back to the Terry um, great choice of Benedict. words Terry yeah. Benedict guy for help because they need more money. Uh-huh. So like the guy who was once their enemy is now becoming their ally. Ooh. Right, because uh, when trying to screw a guy over, it's definitely better to go to the first guy you screw. Well, it's yeah. Terry Benedict's enemy as well. I never saw the first uh, eleven so. or twelve. So, um, another movie that you know, as a as a uh, as a adolescent and teenager in the nineties, I was privy to all the fantastic extreme uh, X Games, blah 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 stuff that they did with everything like. Taco Bell Extreme Lettuce. Like, have you ever seen the uh, the uh, Saturday Night Live skit with uh, just the yeah, just the lettuce? So here's a movie that's straight from uh, that genre. Surfs up, teenage rock hopper penguin Cody Maverick, an up and coming surfer, wow. enters, uh, enters his first pro competition. Uh, here's what got me about that movie when I saw the trailer in the theater. It said, "Based on a true story." <laughs> Surfing penguins. Yeah. Well, haven't you based seen... on a true story? Yeah, they're. Uh... Uh, I'm sold. I thought I misheard you when you said the word penguin. It's really about a penguin. Yes. It's a cartoon. Oh. It's a cartoon. It's like uh, CG. I had heard the first thing about that. Oh, uh, there's probably a good reason. The next movie is going to be Sean overcoming adversity through pogo balling. <laughs> Fantastic. Just scooching around on a plastic I'm going to whip ball. that script out real quick. All right. Yeah. Go ahead and do that. Send it off to the big wigs, and uh, we could get uh, Andy Koval on the phone. And... Oh man. He's, he's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, another movie that uh, nerds everywhere are looking forward to. Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Boo, not, hiss, boo. Not no. yet rated. Nerds are looking I disagree. forward to this movie. Yeah. I don't know. I think it looks good. Who's looking forward to it. The trailer, the trailer looks <laughs> like it, the movie is going to be a lot better than the first one. The plot is more interesting. I thought you know, you it's got the, the Galactus, ang- Galactus angle in there. The first one was a crap sandwich. Yes, it was. Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Wow. One, I refused to see the first one. It looked so bad. It was really, really, so, really bad. Yeah. Hey, John Fournier. What about Knocked Up? You should talk about Knocked Up because that movie looks hilarious. That movie looks awesome. It's actually, and it's supposed to be really, and really good. it's got good. the hot lady from Grey's Anatomy. I, I saw it. Hey, well, you, uh, Sean saw it. Why don't you talk about it, Sean? Well, Knocked I, I got to uh, go to uh, an advanced screening. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's right. I've got perks in life. <laughs> um, it was actually pretty average. It was made by what's his name? Judd Apatow. Yeah, it contained every single person I think that was in the Forty Year Old Virgin. Really? It got really distracting. How many? Okay, like example, the weird guy that went into the we sell it on eBay store and tried to buy those boots. Uh, the guy from uh, just that one. Oh, good. He needed to come back. Yeah, he came back with a not significant but a much larger supporting role as one of the guys that lives with Seth Rogen's character. It was okay. There were some decent funny moments, but it never really took off. Hmm. And it's I've read that it could possibly be a sleeper hit like 40-year-old virgin, but it, nothing about it. it. Didn't have anyone as likable as Steve Carell. And it didn't have any moments that were as like quotable and like gonna seep into pop culture as like the you know how I know you're gay bit. No. Yeah. Like that's like just been redone and remade and stuff like that. It was okay, and there were some moments that were, I guess, genuinely sort of sweet. But yeah, for my money, there is no possible way that what's her face, Catherine Heigl, mm-hmm. would ever sleep with chubby redheaded Seth Rogen. So for me, I thought I was watching a science fiction film. I don't know, man. That's called a conundrum. They're out there. You know what I mean? You see the finest girl ever, and she walks up to like a four-foot-two fat. It doesn't happen. Like, what you. did I do wrong? Hold on. Let me, case in point specifically, Salma Hayek is currently knocked up by a 75-year-old businessman who looks like He's the grandfather of the California Raisins. Yes, go dude, go old dude. Wow. So furthermore, his version of hitting on her was just that he was funny. So you know that's a point. Chicks you can bring like up, funny you can bring dudes. up to your your cherished listeners out there. 
is honestly how attractive is humor. I know one Hugely. heavy set, Hugely. unattractive looking dude who's really a bad person that <laughs> ladies seem to like. For Are some his reason. initials D E? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how he does it. Sam Kinison. Yeah. Yeah. Like the ugliest dude ever. But, but he, had, he looked kind of like he had so Kaiser. much cocaine available. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Anyways, that's my quick, not so quick review. It was okay. Okay, was okay. and another okay. case in point. I'm just full of them, by the way. Uh. Seal, You're his face was mangled with a machete. Have you heard him croon? Though? Okay, <laughs> his face. He's not funny. No, I'll tell you that. Voice of an angel. I don't know, man. Last time I Seal's face is so mangled, out. yet he has okay. knocked up. Do you know how his face got like that? It was a was it actually a machete? No, it was not a machete. But, no, fun fact about machetes, they sell them at Meyer for $7. I saw them the other day. Yeah, way to go. So like, oh, uh, uh, Does that mean I can be like Seal for $7.99? It really wasn't yeah. a machete? <laughs> See, there's reasons we don't let John Fournier in the studio ever again. And he storms out. And he storms out. I think, I think it was a birth defect. Was how it was not it. a birth defect. He had a, a rare a linear scar down the entire length of your face from a. He had a parasite. It was a parasite, or it was a it was a type of Wikipedia. This I'm right going to go out on a limb and disagree. Maybe, maybe no. it was a bug was shaped a, like a machete. No, no I, I heard Dude. it was a half birth abortion, and they grabbed him with the forceps. No, it was too soon. Too soon, dude. Jeez, Pete, you guys, you are making me look so awesome. Kind of like Sinatra. Oh man. I'm telling you, it was it was an illness that he had. It was it was like dengue fever or something. I swear, seriously, I I swear. You're looking it up, Wikipedia. Isn't Seal yeah. from Canada? Seal is from like somewhere in mainland Africa. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> There's a nice generalization. I'm pretty sure. No, he's from. I thought he's from South Africa actually. Um, I'm not sure. I will look it up, Wiki. If you have, uh, if you should happen to know, four three two three eight nine three or Impact Happy Hour. It's a screen name via AOL Instant Messenger. I'm telling you, it was an illness. I swear. On my uh, on my future, I'm sure it degree. was because I went with birth defects. I couldn't remember what it maybe it was. No, it wasn't. Um, oh, okay. Attractive. You still think he's attractive? I think he's sort of attractive. See, Meredith, a dude that can sing like that, and uh, especially for that, uh, what was that that movie that he did, uh, Kiss from a Rose? I was like Batman. 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 Yeah. See, any dude that does something That's something like lupus. Lupus. See. I was right. But uh, is it lupus, like, in combination with a machete to the face? No, it was not. <laughs> he, he, he was drained from the Yeah, that's how he contracted the lupus, was the machete. Oh, my God. <laughs> God forbid I'd be right wow. about hey, I mean, I'm not dissing Seal, man. He's awesome. But in case you're listening out there, call me. I just thought that, seriously... <laughs> I seriously thought that it was a machete. I'm sorry, sir. Oh, man. The Michigan Association of Broadcasters. College we'll Station of the, the Year. We'll that, give you the address. That's right. Uh, well, I didn't say anything offensive. No. So anyway, uh, I apologize I'm just like about a man. the quality man. of the program. Moving on. It's high. Moving on. It's in the red. Uh, a movie that I've been seeing previews for, speaking of uh, 40-year-old virgin, movie I've been seeing previews for that looks absolutely horrid, uh, Evan Almighty. That I, looks good. What are you talking about? Really? Really? I did not care for the first one. Here's, no, I, I wouldn't see Here's my one. question about this movie. Steve Carell was in Bruce Almighty. Now, right. does he play the same guy, or is well, he a different Well, being that character? Morgan Freeman is God again, you'd have to assume it would be the same guy. I guess. But he's a congressman right. in this movie. Yeah, that's right. He's a congressman. and the other one, he was the news anchor. Yeah. Well, maybe he ran for There's Congress. There's no continuity, <laughs> man. You don't need continuity. It's a stupid comedy movie. <laughs> I mean, His glass was half empty in frame 264. Well, no, you know, <laughs> 269. You know, who knows? Maybe, maybe Bruce Almighty intervened in his life and. Oh my wow. There's going to be some offshoot novels. <laughs> yeah, connect the story. Some fan fiction. Yeah, some fanfic, Bruce Almighty fanfic. Hey, uh, another movie that I saw the. Uh, I'm just trying to move forward. Uh, <laughs> another movie that I saw the trailer for prior to Pirates, a Disney Pixar flick. That is the most ridiculous premise for a movie ever, but because they have uh, CG and Pixar, they can make whatever they want. A little movie called Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Oh, really? I need to see it. Are you, what is wrong with you guys? No, I, I didn't think I looked all. I do not want to see it. A, a rat that teaches school, you, you, know, that teaches you awesome. how to cook. The rat sits in his chef's hat and tells he, him how to cook. And amazingly, way. he's in Paris. A rat in Paris that has no French accent. That American is a travesty. Everybody in Paris knows how to cook already. Yeah. You don't need <laughs> to. Um, I will say this. If it's good enough for Will Arnett, it's good for me. It's an hour and 50 minutes long, Agreed. by the way. Wow. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, let's take a look at uh, who is uh, 
Brad Garrett, Patton Oswalt, and uh, John Ratzenberger. Name sounds familiar. Uh, John Ratzenberger. That's how I know the, the name. He also was on Dancing with the Stars. Yes, he was. Didn't do very well. Is anybody, wa- by the way, is anybody watching uh, So You Think You Can so Dance? So You Think You Can Dance? Absolutely. Really? Oh, yeah. Did, did, anybody, did anybody catch the uh, next best thing? No. The show that's um, uh, it's one of those shows, but with um, celebrity impersonators? No. Tell me more. Uh, it was okay. Most of the impersonators were really, really bad. Yeah. There's a guy who does um, Jack Nick. Nicholas is it? Or Nicholson. That's Nicholson. Jack Nicholson is the golfer, right? Yeah. Jack Nicholson. He does him, and he's really good until he takes the sunglasses off, and then he doesn't look at at all like him, and then it falls apart. Wow. But as long as he keeps the sunglasses on, he's got the mannerisms and the That's facial like kryptonite. Then <laughs> I know. I, I don't know. It, I most of the impersonators that were on this one weren't that amazing, so I don't know if I'll watch it again, but. I, what would the, the Lucille Ball lady show was like really that. good? Congratulations, you're a big winner. You get money. this a show in Vegas, a show a in Vegas for two weeks or something. Go to birthdays. I mean, no, a show in Vegas for two weeks. Ribbon, all ten year old kids want really ribbon cuttings. I just I'm trying to think of where impersonators go. You know what's really funny is the fact that all you guys were talking at the same time. I'm the only one with headphones, and I still couldn't understand anything anybody was saying. So I was just no one on the radio did either. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, it's all good. So anyway, uh, any, I have a quick... Do any of you guys have HDTV using over-the-air antenna? Am I... I love how I bring up questions. There's a room of 20 people, and not a single person is like, I have no experience. Yeah, I have experience with that. Um, I mean, I... May be able to help you. Well, but my question is: Is there normally buffering issues? Like, I'm too cheap to actually pay for HD cable. Like, I just got digital cable. Well, it's expensive. Yeah. So I was using, and uh, in, in, in theory, over the air HD TV is better quality because it's not compressed. Uh, nerd alert, by the way. Um, and so using that, I've noticed that it's like there's really a lot of buffering issues with HDTV, like Channel 6, Channel Fox, like all the affiliates in town. I mean, every like minute or two, it does the you know, like if you have a satellite dish and there's sunspots, the the, the signal kind of stops. Um, am I the only one that understands mm, anything? You might that need I'm a saying? consult from the doctor of metrics. <sighs> the resident metrician, Doctor Kilometer. Yeah. I think I know what I'm doing, but you might have to come over and uh, show me. Um, even though I do have a master's degree in digital media, I can't figure out how to work my HDTV. It's, it's because you're missing an internship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's it. Uh, out on DVD with this week before we get completely off track. Uh, Hannibal Rising. Garbage. Oh. Yeah. Wow, that was a really bad Did you film. see that? Oh, absolutely. And I regret it. What didn't you like about it? Oh, tell me, tell me about the part you told me about with the mask. That was so good. So... <laughs> <laughs> so not awful. I'm being facetious. Okay. In Silence of the Lambs, they wheel out Hannibal Lecter, and he's got that real iconic mask to restrain him, right? Right. With, like, the mesh over his face. Fast forward to this, what was on called Hannibal Rising. Fast forward to Hannibal Rising, actually backwards to Hannibal Rising. Right. And they take the time to show you the origin of that mask in his life. He lived with, I think it might have been an aunt. This is convoluted, but... You pronounced it Aunt? Aunt. He used to be British. Oh, okay. For a little while. <laughs> um, she's Japanese, and she has this, like, samurai armor in her basement. And uh-huh. the samurai armor has a mask that's that exact same thing. And there's a scene with, like, a dramatic swell of music where he takes the mask off of the samurai armor and puts it on. And it's the exact same-looking mask. And all I could think of was, okay, we realize that people identify with that look and that it was cool and people remember that. So we have to milk it and make you think of it again. They put it on him in the hospital so he wouldn't what? bite people. Yeah, exactly. I know. It's it's, there wasn't. Costume. That's what I'm saying. There was, there was, there was, there was no reason to reference he's experienced that mask in his life before. And that's indicative of the whole film. It was lame. Well, okay. Well, I'll take you at your word because I'm not going to see it. Hey, a couple, uh, a couple things we need to squeeze in before we run out of time because we've only got five minutes. There was a lot of Star Wars going on this past weekend. Namely, uh, first of all, Memorial Day. There was the uh, Star Wars event, the Star Wars Legacy revealed, because nobody know knows what the Star Wars is about, eventually, apparently. Well, it was, a, it was the 30th anniversary of the right, release. Right. It was a cool documentary kind of tying together all the philosophy and political and all the different aspects, trying to wrap together all six movies, and actually, I thought it did a pretty good I job. I liked it. I See, the thing with me was, though, is they were asking all these people, like, Newt Gingrich should not be on the show <laughs> telling what uh, the about the Christian relevance of Star Wars. 
I mean, uh, there's some of the I people think they were more yeah, speaking they, to the political they relevance. Jerry Falwell, but unfortunately, he <laughs> nice, nice, huzzah, huzzah. No, because Jerry, uh, Newt Gingrich talked about the the it being relevant to the Christian crusade of fighting good versus evil. There, there was ninety percent of it. I thought was done really well, but there were people on there, scholars, who were trying to draw way too much iconography yeah. where there was yeah. no iconography. Yeah. Yeah, that was my that was my main issue. Is everybody was like, I mean, it's a great movie. Um, even though when you look back at it now that you're almost thirty, or th- now that I'm almost thirty, um, I'm probably the only person in here that could say they saw Empire Strikes Back when it came out in the theaters. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I was there. I don't remember it. I was because uh, that was like 1980, I think. So I was there, but I I don't remember it unfortunately. But I was there. I remember Return of the Jedi, uh, in the movie theater. Um, I, it's a great movie. You look back at it; it's not nearly as good as it was when you were a kid. I um, still think the first three are great. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but then the the thing that reminded me though is it was showing clips of all all the movies, and it started showing clips from the Phantom Menace, and I was just like, oh my god, yeah. why did they ever do that? It was just so awful. Ugh. But another Star Wars news: a couple things. This one I love. They're doing a poll on Hollywood.com right now. The fifth season of Family Guy will begin with an hour-long retelling of the Star Wars saga. 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 Whatever. Featuring the, also British. Yeah, also British. Uh, what do you think? Yay? It's supposed nay? to be pretty good. And did you hear about the other animated... Clone Wars. Which... No, well, okay, there's three. I was going to say, uh, Robot Chicken's doing a, an all-Star oh, Wars episode right. that Lucas you know, gave him all the sound he effects, voiced... participated yeah. in the voicing of it, uh, and that's Seth Green's uh, big thing. So yeah, that I, pretty cool. I did see that. They've been talking about the Clone Wars cartoon for a long time. They already did a Clone Wars cartoon. This is different. This is a mm-hmm. different one. I understand that, but like, <laughs> how much material can there be to milk for this? Lots. Oh, you should it's see a whole, the, it's a it's galaxy a in a far, far away place. It's a times. war. <laughs> That's an awful quote. I thought they covered the whole thing already in those. <laughs> this quote. I'm a horrible person. They found some Android diaries that uh, <laughs> retell the story from a new perspective. Okay, that's like Zing. robotic Anne Frank. Uh, oh, no. That's awful. Sad and wrong. Wow. Uh, hell? That was a great Oh, cover. I got someone for the bus. Wow. Okay. Uh, by the way, Gomeo is pointing out that he actually saw, uh, it bef- saw it before it was called Star Wars when it was just called A New Hope uh, in theaters. Gomeo's like That's 40. what they call it in Japan. The, yeah. That's uh, wrong. The original release was only called Star Wars. A New Hope wasn't added until after, until its first uh, video release after the second two were... Um, oh, snap! Yeah. Wow. wow. You wow. called me out, Ian Thrasher Walker. I'm... That, I'm just reading what he uh, sent to me via AOL. In other, in other countries, <laughs> they, they call movies different things sometimes. Um, yeah. Okay. So I was just I was just pointing something out. No need to uh, jump on the old bandwagon. I'm not calling you out. You're uh, still cool, Gomio. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, apparently that's what uh, Gomio was trying to say too. Never mind. Um, I uh, apparently can't read from the computer. Uh, oh. So anyway. <laughs> You're okay. I got it. I, uh, hey, Mitchell. What have you uh, learned from this episode of Happy Hour? I don't know. I nothing. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he learned nothing. We uh. I, I learned that um, John Forner's a real person. I, 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 I emailed you to be a jet. Yeah. And, you know, and you know why I didn't get back to you? Because when I emailed you about the details, you said, talk to my supervisor, and that was the extent of your email. Yeah, so I, I was I, like. I said, I, I gave an overview, and then I was like, if you have more questions, you can talk to my seminar teacher. Wow, and you just you, got called out by a high schooler, no, John Forner. The Fournier. details were, I need to job shadow. Talk oh, to my dude. supervisor. This is uh, the best rivalry. Uh, Although, I'm glad you got hooked schedule. up with Brock, because he's clearly a better mentor Actually, than was, anybody he, you could have talked he to. He got hooked up with Ian, and Ian mistakenly brought him in here. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, sh- this is all my fault. Yeah, this is all your, see, this is why you need to be on the show more often, Mitchell. Is number one, um, we unsuccessfully uh, tried to get one of our former panel members a date uh, via the AOL da- uh, or the LMSU dating uh, site on LMSU. However, I think our chances will be much better of hooking you up with a uh, like a hot college freshman. Or, are there any girls in your school that, uh, that you don't have to name necessarily, but uh, that we could, uh, I don't know, persuade via the radio? <laughs> um, yeah, actually, um, Jill Thayer's her name. She no, she might. It's just um, actually she's uh, she's been texting me this whole this whole time. So Is she listening? Um, yes, Jill, I'm in love with you. Oh, um, and uh, 
Actually, but you're cool, but not really. But, so. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Terrible okay. Andy, man. You had her. I love you. I know. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, here's I, the thing, though. Um, beat me up or you, should, you should bring her next week. See, that's the problem with being emo, Mitchell, is that your girlfriends can beat you up. That's, are you, you calling me emo? That's a huge thing. Well, you do have the uh, lip piercing. <laughs> That hurts my feelings. <laughs> That's why oh, you're emo, dude. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you have you feelings. I guess so. Wow. Does that, As does a that man hurt? having feelings makes you emo. Yeah, does that, does that hurt you, Mitchell? You should See, have no feelings about anything. That's right. Well, Mitchell, you are welcome back anytime. We, uh, we love to utilize you for your two-sentence, uh, the entire show utterances. That makes everybody They're laugh. They're gold. They're radio gold. They are radio gold. And uh, by golly, by gosh, if you keep coming on the show, we will uh, we'll try to figure something out in the ladies department for you we'll drip i don't need help yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow I know. Oh, wow very confident. Yeah. Yowza. I okay. know. whatever <laughs> <laughs> well uh in the meantime stick around uh, up next on the impact two hours of local music courtesy the basement kate and amanda bringing it to you then of course i think we could stop saying kate can we it looks like it. Yeah. <laughs> I only see Amanda. So Amanda's bringing you local music for two hours, and then uh, that would be the Hours of Power coming up at 10 o'clock. Uh, I've noticed that there's a lot of Hours of Power bands on my digital cable uh, on-demand videos, which is really surprising. But uh, I was so happy watching uh, this walk uh, from our favorite band, Pantera, uh, on demand today to try to blare out the sounds of the birds screaming next door. Uh, but it was uh, it's a good time. So anyway, that's all coming up. And, uh, of course, you can check us out online, not only at myspace.com slash impacthappyhour, but we have our own little section, podcast section, uh, on impact89fm.org. Uh, and add your input if you're on Facebook. Our Facebook group is simply titled Impact uh, Happy Hour. Thanks, everybody, for joining, uh, especially here in the panel. I don't even know how to close this because there's so many people, and I, and I don't Is that on the night? Wings. Woo! Yeah, no. Go uh, <laughs> sports. Woo! Yeah, yeah, sports. All right. I'm so for sports tonight. Uh, sports is going to win. You know, the great thing about this show... <laughs> The great thing about this show is uh, we have 20 people in the studio, and uh, next week I'll be praying for one person to come in. So I'm not doing the show. We're all way too embarrassed. Now to <laughs> You're like a, so when you go to the bar, and people are like, "Are you uh, are you from Happy Hour?" No, I don't know what you're talking about. But uh, Doctor Kilometer will rise to the occasion every time. So yeah, I'll be there. So uh, maybe we should go to Paul Revere's and wait for that chick to come back. I'm game. Uh... <laughs> Let's talk about that off the air. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Happy Hour. It's right here on Impact 89 FM.